Thank you, Sung. Wasn't that beautiful? We have a new soloist. Praise God. I was thinking this morning, for a small church, we have a lot of musical talent. A lot of talent, period. Because the Lord has given a different gift to each and every one of us. And we use those gifts to serve Him. And that's a blessing. Whether you're a speaker, a singer, a Sunday school teacher, you help with the, with the vacuuming or whatever the ministry is, we work together for Jesus who saved us and gave us a new life. And we're so thankful for that. Shall we just open in prayer? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful song. We thank you that you have forgiven us of our sins, Lord. And you forgive us over and over again when we mess up when we blow it. And we thank you for your unlimited power, Lord, that works in our lives. We trust you to do great and mighty things, miracles in our midst. And we are so thankful for all you have done. We pray that you will lead us now by the Holy Spirit and hide me behind the cross. And we pray, Lord, that you will touch every heart in a special way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I shared a story a number of years ago that it's very relevant to the message today, and it's a very humorous story, but it has a meaning to it, a great meaning to it. There was a young boy who was traveling by aircraft to visit his grandparents and sat behind, uh, sat next to, I should say, a man who happened to be a seminary professor. The boy was reading a Sunday school take-home lesson that he had received, and when, then the professor thought, well, he'd like to have some fun with this young lad. Young man, said the professor, if you can tell me something God did, can't, can do, I should say, if, if you can tell me something God can do, I will give you a big, shiny apple. The boy thought for a moment and then said, Mr., If you can tell me something God can't do, I'll give you a barrel of apples. (laughs) Who was the theologian? The boy, he knew the truth. He knew what he stood on. He knew that there was nothing that God could not do. And he was so thankful. And we are thankful that we have the truth of God's word, that his power is unlimited. His resources, his are great And he's omnipotent. There's the O words, and this is one of them. Omnipotent means that God is all-powerful. Aren't we glad that he's all-powerful in our lives? In so many ways. The title of our message today is, With God, All Things Are Possible. Many times we've probably all said it. We hear it all the time. People say it's impossible. Something is impossible. Rarely, though, in this world is something really impossible. It used to be said that it was impossible for man to fly. Well, the Wright brothers proved that wrong. And then it was impossible to talk by communication system. And then Alexander Graham Bell developed the telephone. And then we had the light bulb. And all these things that people thought were impossible actually came to pass. There are very few things in life that are really impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible, except it says in Scripture, it's impossible for God to lie. God cannot lie. God cannot sin. But he's 
restricted in what he can do for us in our lives. The great preacher of years gone by, Billy Sunday, once says, we have a God who delights in impossibilities. And I love that because God loves to come through. He loves to surprise us. He loves to provide for us at just the right time, at the 11th hour and the 59th second. He is so good. And we've all experienced it in our lives, and it builds our faith up, and it encourages our hearts. It says in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26, But Jesus said to, looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. We are thankful that we can count on the Lord. We can count on him. Every single day of our lives. We're going to look at three things. They're very simple, but very important when it comes to the, to the subject of all things are possible. Nothing is impossible. Number one, we have to believe it. Number two, we have to rely on it. And number three, we have to act on it. And that's what it means to believe it, rely on it, and act on the fact that God has all power and he can help us in any situation. So let's look, first of all, at believe it. Last week, our dear brother Mark spoke about belief and faith and how we have to have faith in the Lord. And that's exactly what we have to do. We have to believe it. One day, there was a man who came to the disciples with a son who was demon-possessed and was causing him all kinds of problems, and the disciples could not heal this son. They couldn't cast out the demon. And Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. And he was also there with, of course, Moses and Elijah. And we know the story of the Mount of Transfiguration. But when he came down from the Mount, this man came up to him and asked Jesus for help. And it says in Mark chapter 9 and verse 22, And often he has thrown him, that is the Son, both into the fire and into the water. To destroy him, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Imagine that saying to the Lord, If you can do it, if you can do it, there's no question he can do it, he can do all things. But this was a, a hopeless situation, this was an impossible situation, there was no answer for it, no medical doctor, no nobody could help in this situation. But Jesus did, and he cast out the demon, and he healed the man, the boy. And it's amazing that this man, I can relate to him, because he says in verse uh, 24 of Mark chapter 29, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Don't we feel like that sometimes? The situation is so great and so overwhelming and seems so impossible, and we say, Lord, I believe you can do it, I I." But help my unbelief. And he wants us to have that faith in him. Just the smallest faith will be what we need to put our faith and confidence in him. Yes, this man says, if you can, and Jesus responded to him in verse 23. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And that's what it's really all about, is to believe that God can do it and he will do it. I love the verse from Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 27 that says, where the Lord speaks to Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? 
Now, the obvious question is, nothing is too hard. But in our flesh, in our weakness, in our moment of great trial and difficulty, we need to remember that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. There's things that are too hard for me. I can't do it. The older I get, there's certain things I can't do anymore like I used to do. And I need people to help me. But the Lord doesn't need any help. He can come through for us in any situation, at any time when we're in a desperate condition. He comes through for us. I think of the story of Abraham and Sarah and how the angels came there and spoke to them and told them that you're gonna, Sarah is going to have a, a son and you and, and Sarah are going to have a son. Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90. So they were well past the child bearing ages. It was an impossible situation. But the Lord promised it. And in nine months, she gave birth to a son. And she gave birth to the son whose name was Isaac. And she named him Isaac. And his name means laughter. Because she laughed in the tent when she heard it, that God made this wonderful promise that she would have a son and it, with Abraham. She laughed. And she even said, I didn't laugh. The Lord says, yes, you did. Yes, you did. But there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And I thought about this as I was meditating upon the word of God. And I said, only God can turn impossibilities into possibilities and possibilities into realities. And that's what he does in our life. He takes an impossible situation, turns it into his possibility and his reality for us. And we're so thankful for, uh, for that. It may be getting a job that you never thought you could get, getting into a college that you never thought you'd get accepted into, getting promoted to a position at work that you never thought could happen. Reminds me of my situation. I thought about a few years ago, I'm not going to be able to retire. There's no way. But the Lord worked it out and he said, Dean, I've got another plan for you that you're going to serve me and you're not going to work anymore, but you're going to be free to serve me. He did it. He did it. It was, a, it was a situation he did. And so we need to believe it. And we need to believe it when the bombs are flying over our heads, when we're in the bunkers and, and things are happening all around us. So that's the first point. Believe it. Secondly, we need to rely on it. We need to rely on the fact that God can do the impossible and it's not too difficult for him. The word rely is a simple little word, but it means to be dependent, to have confidence based on experience. And based on our experience, hasn't the Lord come through for us again and again and again? Time and time again, he comes through for us and he helps us. It says in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Imagine a person hanging on a cliff, and, and you reach out your, your arm to them, and, and you pull them up to safety. Well, that's what the Lord does. His arm is not too short. It reaches us where we are in our desperate condition, in the things that we're going through. He reaches out. His arm is not too short. His ear is not too heavy. He hears us. He knows what we're going through. And we can be thankful for that. When we really rely on the Lord like this for his power, we can thank him. 
and we can know his goodness. Sung sang about it in the song. It's so beautiful. But when we think about the impossibilities and the things that God does, it should revolutionize our prayer life, shouldn't it? It should revolutionize our whole life when we pray, knowing that God will answer and he will come through and he will show his power and nothing is too difficult for him. A man named Angus Buchan said, the condition for a miracle is difficulty. However, the condition for a great miracle is not difficulty, but impossibility. And I really like that. There's a story of the Reubenites that's mentioned in 1 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 20 where they went out to fight against the enemy. And it says that, and they were helped against them and the Hagrites were delivered into their hand and all who were with them. For they cried out to God in the battle. He heeded their prayer because they put their trust in him. And the Lord loves it when we trust in him. Looking at a situation that is a big mountain ahead of us and still knowing that God is able to take care of it. And we get into tight spots, don't we, in life? We really do when things are difficult. It may involve your health. It may involve your family. It may involve your job, your school. It may involve your finances. It may involve any other thing, but the Lord is greater than all those problems, all those difficulties. And the Lord is with us in the furnace, and he's with us in the flame, and he's with us in the storm. And it doesn't mean that God will always answer our prayers exactly how we pray them, but he always answers them according to his will, just what we need, not just necessarily what we want. In Psalm 136 and verse 14, it says, and he made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. Think of those two things. One is the crossing of the Red Sea, and the other one is the crossing of the Jordan. Both of those could not have been done without the Lord. They were miracles. And there were miracles that were done in the Old Testament, and miracles done in the New Testament, and it's all by the power of God. Nowadays, you see some of these faith healers, and they pretend like they're uh, doing miracles and things, and it's not true. But we thank God that he alone can heal, He alone can come through for us, and we're thankful for that. And our third thing is not only to believe it and to rely on it, but to act upon it as well. He wants us to obey him in the dark, just like we obey him in the light. He wants us to obey him when we can't see or can't hear where the answer is going to come from. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, the Apostle Paul writes, For we walk by faith, not by sight. It's such a familiar verse. I've read it so many times. But when you really think about that verse and what it means, we walk by faith, not by sight. So many times the world switches it around and walks by sight, not by faith. But we, as believers, we walk by faith. And he wants us to act on that faith and put our confidence in him. There's a man whose name, which kind of makes you laugh at his name, but it's Smith 
Wigglesworth. His name, his name is Smith Wigglesworth. But he says an important thing. He says this. When we come to the place of impossibilities, it is the greatest place to see the possibilities. There is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. And so many times we look at a situation, humanly speaking, and we think, how is this going to work? It's not going to work. It can't work. It, it's never worked before. It's unprecedented. doesn't matter. The Lord is able to do all things. Another rather humorous story was told by Dr. J.B. Gambrill about a Civil War general by the name of Stonewall Jackson. I think we've all heard that name, Stonewall Jackson. Well, he was conducting what he was called the, his famous Valley Campaign, and he found himself on one side of the river, and he needed to be on the other side of the river. So after telling his engineers to plan and build the bridge so that the army could cross, he called his wagon master to tell him that it was urgent that the wagon train cross the river as soon as possible. The wagon master started gathering all the logs, rocks, and fence rails he could find to build a bridge. Long before light, General Jackson was told by the wagon master that all the wagons and artillery had crossed over the river. General Jackson then asked his Where are the engineers? What are they doing? The wagon master's only reply was, they're in the tent planning to build the bridge. Now, there's nothing wrong with planning. Planning is needed. It's good. But there comes a time when you've got to do it. You've got to do it. That wagon master says, forget these guys. They're going to take all day. They're going to take too long. And he just went and did it the way he should do it. So may God help us to trust in the Lord. One of the greatest miracles is the miracle of the incarnation, where the Lord Jesus Christ became flesh. The angel Gabriel was sent to the Virgin Mary to announce that she would give birth to Jesus. He explained what was going to happen, but she couldn't quite fathom it because this had never happened before. And she, she even said... In Luke chapter 1, verse 34, then Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? There's the impossible situation right there. But Gabriel expressed it all to her and told her all about it. And then he says in verse 37 of that chapter, for with God, nothing will be impossible. From the womb to the tomb, Jesus did, did miracles. He, he, his birth was miraculous. And his resurrection was miraculous. And those two things really encourage our hearts. I have a quote book at home that I received in 1986. I, I got this quote book. And it's written by a man named Benjamin R. DeJong. And he's got all kinds of great quotes by every subject. And it's amazing. It's a hardbound book, and it has lasted me way longer than many of my other books that are falling apart. But this one is great. And he said in his book, trust God without terms. You often, oftentimes hear on the commercials, uh, terms may apply. <laughs> and what, they do, what they're saying is, 
this might not work exactly like we say. It may not, you may be a little bit disappointed there. He, they leave themselves a leeway there. But with the Lord, you never put any terms on it because he's not going to have anything but the right thing for us. As I was studying this message, I was looking up to see if any songs had been written about God as the impossible, can do the impossible. And sure enough, I found a song by Lincoln Brewster. I don't know if anybody, Randy knows, because Randy knows more about music than anybody I know. But this, this fellow, Lincoln Brewster, wrote this song entitled God of the Impossible. And it says this, listen to the words. Lord, I come with newfound faith. I will trust your every word you say. All my fears I'm laying down at your feet. I will trust in your grace that cannot be earned. Walk through the fire and not be burned. All my doubts have lost their sound to your voice. You are who you are, the God of the impossible. The God of the impossible. The God of the impossible. You are who you are. The second verse of the song says, Lord, I come with willing hands. Use my life to fulfill your plan. All I have, I give to you an offering. Yeah. You can do all things. You can do all things. Even in the valley, still my heart will sing. You can do all things. You can do all things. Nothing is impossible with you. May the Lord encourage our hearts to to believe it, to rely on it, and to act on it. Anytime you go through surgery, it's amazing. You you have to... uh, You have to sign consent forms and things like that because in every surgery, something could happen to you that you could die. So, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have the surgery. We need to have the surgery and we need to trust God. But when we go through these things or we take medicine, for example, you watch on television and you read these these, uh, things about all these great medications and then they give all the list of the side effects up to and including death, I mean, you almost feel sometimes that these medications are worse than the illness itself because of what they can cause. But we trust the Lord because he has the power. He has the grace, and he can come through for us. And we don't need to worry or fret or get upset because he is going to take care of us. I go in tomorrow to San Francisco to have this special test. They're going to put this camera down my my throat to take a picture, and I have to be sedated for it and everything. But I'm not worried about it because I know the Lord's going to have me off in la-la land. And when I wake up, when I wake up, our dear brother Brad is going to bring me home, and he's going to take me and bring me home tomorrow. So pray for me on that, but looking forward to what God is going to do. So may the Lord help us to believe it, to rely on it, and to act on it. The Lord always comes through at just the right time and in just the right way for us because we know two things. All things are possible with God. That's like on one side of the coin. And on the other side of the coin, nothing shall be impossible with God. It's saying the same thing. But it's a nice coin. You you flip the coin... And you say, praise God. It says, with God, all things are possible. Then on the other side, you've come up with that one. Nothing shall be impossible. 
That gives me encouragement. I hope it gives you encouragement to face whatever you have waiting for you at work or at home or wherever you're going because life is not easy. It's full of stress. It's full of anxiety. It's full of difficulties. But the Lord is with us and he shows himself powerful through us. And he doesn't always take us out of the situation, but he takes us always through the situation. And sometimes it's like walking down a dark hallway, but there's light at the end of that hallway. And he always comes through. He always takes care of us. He says, just Dean, take my hand. Alan, take my hand. Caitlin, take my hand. And he holds our hands and takes us through. When I think of that, Debbie, God took your hand, right? He blessed her. He brought her back. It took time, but he brought her back. And he's done miracles over the years in our church, in our lives, in my life. And I'm thankful for that. And I think, like Adel says, the best is yet to come. He's got even greater things for us if we just trust in him. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that there's nothing that you can't do for us. You are the God of miracles, Lord. You are the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible with you. And we pray that you will increase our faith and help us to walk, walk through the dark shadows, knowing that you are going to bring us through with your light. And Lord, we just pray that you'll take care of every situation. I don't know what's going on in the hearts of the people, Lord. Sometimes we keep things in our hearts. We share unspoken requests. But Lord, please be with each person. Help us, Lord, in whatever we're going through, no matter how difficult it is, knowing that you're going to bring us through it. We thank you and praise you now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.